Welcome to episode 14 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul R. Robinson, where the middle name oh, stands for Robert. You're shooting out the Robert. Robert. Paul Robert Robinson. We're feeling That's right. fancy. Paul Robert Robinson. We have Paul a, from Pauling. Oh, Jesus. Paul from Pauling. We have a guest today. We do have a guest. We have a guest who we've. we've Be our guest. Be, Be our guest. guest. We've thrown some shout-outs to. Mm-hmm. Who might you be? Um, I'm the mystery caller. My name's Perry um, Horovis. Um, I am your number one fan in a non-creepy, not-like-misery way. Okay. Oh, damn it. And I'm also your friends. Then why do my ankles hurt? Wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul and I work together, and... Um, but that's boring. What do you do that's not boring? <laughs> that is not boring. Yeah. I love what I do. Um, so I'm a visual effects artist, animator, uh, sometimes writer, and sometimes director. And those sometimes are like years and years and years apart. But okay. I'm, I'm changing that. But you forgot the most important. You're a peanut butter connoisseur. Uh, connoisseur. Is that the new word for addict? It's, it it's is the French yeah. word for addict. For addict, yeah, because uh, the, me and peanut butter have a long and sordid history. Yeah, yeah. So we've, dis- we've discovered today that you, sir, have a peanut butter addiction. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter is delicious. I don't understand what's what's wrong with that. Yeah, it is yeah. Delicious. But I've never had. I've never heard somebody say. I had to stop the peanut butter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to like, stop the peanut butter. Like, like they were quitting cigarettes or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh, it, they should make a peanut butter patch. patch. Yes. Ooh. But then you. I'd be the licking po- the patch. The whole point of it is the flavor. You put <laughs> a patch in the bathroom on. eating patches. <laughs> yeah, I'd be eating the patches. <laughs> Why is Perry licking his arm all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just how he says hello. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, residue from this peanut butter patch that's still on there. <laughs> oh man, I haven't slept. <laughs> All right, so visual effects. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about visual effects. Let's talk about that because I don't, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Nerd. Well, on. you know when you see them, and you know when you, I know when they're not good, right? And that's when you see them mm-hmm. generally. Yeah, right. most of the visual effects that I do are light removals and you know boom removals and a lot of that stuff. I, I tinker around with other stuff. I just uh, did some light visual effects and another. In a short where I had to um, uh, remove a hand and then add ink and water. So that was fun. Hey, you also forgot to mention that we have yeah. a new setup here. We do have a new setup. Yeah, and yeah. you know what I've discovered about that setup? What? Now that you're not behind a desk, you keep slamming your hands onto your leg. Yeah. And doing this. I'm going to have to stop five that. seconds. I'm going to have to stop that. First, it's the likes and the you like, knows. You know? And now i got to stop doing that. Yeah. you got to sit on your hands. Yep. Yeah. Cross your... Cross. Fingers. Fingers. So I apologize for all the thudding. I'll try to take it out and post. <laughs> he flails a bit. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Nobody can see me flailing. I was like, no, no one knows what you're doing right yeah. now. So continue your story about the interesting ink. Uh, that was it. Just that was, some ink and water. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Some digital ink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that was fun. That's the crazy stuff about most of the visual effects is it's it's not that interesting. I mean, yeah. it's to me, I don't know if you feel like this, but to me, it's a... Um, sort of like a like a challenge. Like, can I somehow get rid of that thing and yeah. make it look like it was never there in the first place? 
or how am I going to solve? It's almost like uh, creative problem solving is the thing that attracts me to it, even mm-hmm. though that wasn't why I started doing it in the first place. It was Star Wars, which is like the most, I don't know, um, stupid an- and like repeated story in visual effects artists' lives. Uh, that Star Wars started Star it. Star Wars started that's it, what yeah. started. That's what, you know, sort of started my path too, you know, into filmmaking and, and you know, doing design work like visual effects you know going to the andrew kramer school of uh, visual effects yep. that most so many of us went to well, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um okay so visual effects in movies helping or hurting i would say they are helping tell stories that couldn't be told before mm-hmm. but like you have to have some good story yeah and so like if they're telling stupid stories then they're hurting right. and if they're used in a intelligent way then they're helping especially if you can't see them yeah yeah so when you see like i remember seeing uh, i don't think they belong in 90 percent of horror movies yeah i remember seeing um right uh, like video what? effects reel for what is that movie with sandra bullock that you always watch the proposal oh there was a video effects reel for i don't the, always the, watch the, it it's, well, on it's TV one of those ones that's, if it's, it's on just, we're yeah, watching it, it just sits there yeah but um you know, they'd actually have visual effects in that movie. Yeah. You never think about it because you don't see it, but they're replacing the background. They're doing a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I don't think they were like in a lot of those places. Yeah. They replace backgrounds and skies like all the time. Like in almost every single thing you see. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing some uh, teaching for a while, the one thing that seemed to get everybody, I guess, up in arms was you mean the cars that we're seeing on car commercials aren't real cars? <laughs> right. And they are if they're like a local car, but if it's mm-hmm. like Ford or, mm-hmm. you know, comes right from the factory, 90% of those cars are 100% fake yeah. um, or some percentage of the car is fake mm-hmm. Interesting. because they want it to be the perfect idealized version of that car. Yeah. So, but then they can't stop and they go like replacing the skies and then mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, there was a piece of trash on the road. So let's get rid of that. And before yeah. you know it, it's like completely fake. Yep. Wow. Getting all the insights Blow your mind, here it? on you car people. Yeah, blows They're your mind. to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that car is not real. Yeah. I'm very, very uh, interested in visual effects, but I like the visual effects that are not the ones that are obvious like right you know guardians of the galaxy it's obvious but i love it but i really like the things where i'm like holy crap i had no idea that that was a visual effect like why did they need to do that and then i realized why they needed to do it right and fascinating um use of uh visual effects in in like television shows now is they're being more and more bold about doing period pieces where they have to get rid of stuff using visual effects and there's no other way to do it except for that. I yeah. mean, you know, you could go down and take down every single, I don't know, antenna that if people yeah. still, or, you know, right. satellite right. dishes, but that'd be a lot of expense and a lot of time. And then you'd have to put them all back up again. So it's just easier, unfortunately, to fix it in post. Yep. Like we were post. watching, um, there's a visual effects reel for Mindhunter, which was awesome. Yeah. Some of it, too, was just removing camera tracks. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about that green screen in Atypical. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in Atypical, I loved the season two. Not to go back on the Netflix thing, but they, they had a, a, a scene where they're driving in the car, and it was like probably some of the worst green screen I've ever seen. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty horrific. Yeah. And this is like a legit show. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is this is pretty bad. Not to not to rag on the show, but and there you know, was like this, was pretty bad. This hard light that never had shadow on her hair. 
So it's just so obviously just a studio light lighting the back of the car, but it was like they weren't even trying to make it the moonlight mm-hmm. and then like throwing a shadow every couple seconds. It was just so, I don't know. So it was like a uh, like a network sitcom um, green screen shoot, like that bad? Yeah, that's like, yeah, 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 pretty much. From, from like yeah. the, the 90s or something? Yeah, it looks, it, yeah. <laughs> it was like they were like, do we have green screen? Do you have an old green screen yeah, like, yeah. on hand? Yeah, Plus, we got like, this from I don't 90s. Understand. Like a green shirt. I'll, I don't understand how like you put the camera on a tripod and then you point it at the actor while they're driving. Like that's not, that doesn't sell me on them driving, you know, if you want to sell me on that then you need to at least have some movement yeah you know the actor doesn't have any resistance on the wheel oh, yeah, or has too like much turning. resistance on the wheel yeah. or something yeah. i was just thinking about this actually because i'm doing a visual effect with what's called poor man's process where they don't have a green screen but there's bright lights outside um that will illuminate the inside of the car but then they can also be used with um some contrast to try to pull out the background and replace them mm-hmm. unfortunately when they shoot these things most of the time the actor behind the wheel is moving their hands back and forth in sort of a rhythmic way yeah mm-hmm. and so like when i was thinking about this shot and i was going out and picking up one of my kids i was like conscious of how much or how little i should say my mm-hmm. hand moves yeah. and it's very very little yeah yeah and and it's just like but i guess there's something that makes you feel like it's fake when you're on set and you're like you're not moving that enough. Like, can you move it more? Like, yeah. you're, like you're going it's so through a pothole. It's like, yeah. it's like, but, but even if you do, it's never. Yeah, yeah. You don't, it's, it's, it's not rhythmic. Yeah. 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 yeah, it looks like when you put when you put like a baby or a toddler in those like kid cars, and they're like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's yeah. what it's I think the of when I see. Version of that. Yeah, it's like when I see adults driving like that on screen. I always think of like some maniacal like toddler driving a four, you know, little big wheel thing because mm-hmm. they always do that, you know. Yeah. One of my hugest pet peeves in film and shows that doesn't have anything to do with graphics or anything like that is when people are very clearly holding empty coffee oh, yeah. cups oh, or yeah. cups of any sort. You hold it, it differently. just makes me nuts. Which, well, first of all, I'm like, would it be that hard to at least fill it halfway so there's some natural weight to that? Everyone always like their arms are flying yeah. around with it. I'm like, there's yeah. supposed to be hot coffee in there and you're gesturing like 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 a lunatic yeah <laughs> can yep. you say second degree burn what's going on here yeah. <laughs> like, and so they're drinking pretending to drink but for me it's more the holding like you can tell yeah. when they picks a, a cup off the counter out of out of a coffee shop that it's like yeah you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing in there yeah oh we don't want to put liquid in it okay so put some beans in the cup i don't know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. something give it some weight i don't yeah. know why every show does it we've seen it on every show and almost every movie that we watch there's never anything in the cup and most people hold like cups differently this is really fascinating conversation by the way yeah. but um <laughs> they will grab it like from the top right and, and instead of the side sometimes and then they'll transfer it to another hand and it's got that weight transfer yeah, yeah. it's the, the actors have so much to do with selling an effect like that. And yeah. So when you have to hand it to another actor and you're like, there's nothing in here. Mm-hmm. Grab the cup. And for some reason, that just reminded me of one of my biggest pet peeves, which is there's a difference between special effects and visual effects. Visual effects, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there used to not be, but um, there is now. And so special effects is anything that was on set that was physically there that you could see, like an explosion or right. something. And visual effects is it wasn't there and it was added later. And it seems pretty easy, but I've even heard like dyed in the wool doing it for like 25 years, like visual effects people make that mistake. And I can understand when it's on television, but the thing that annoys me about it is not that 
it decreases what people like me that do visual effects does. It decreases what the special effects people do because it's like not recognizing like, oh, it isn't just like somebody got a match so we can blow up that car. Right. It's like there's a lot of work that goes into that. And that's yeah. all special effects. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's always better when if you're doing, say, an explosion where you can combine special effects with visual effects. Yeah. Always helps it sell a bit more. Yeah. But you've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. So what is um, What's software, while, you know, a couple months, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at least, at least a couple months. Software is getting cheaper. Back in the day, if you wanted to buy something, it was like 20 grand. Now it's like mm-hmm. you can just have an Adobe subscription for 50 bucks a month. How do you feel that that has kind of transformed that industry? I mean, I assume it has, but no, like in what, in what way? It, it's made a lot of people think that they can they can do this. Hmm. And that's the negative side of it or the obnoxious um, comment that I have about it. But then the positive side of it is it's opened it up for a lot of people who never would have had access to it. Because, hmm. uh, I mean, to... To put a number on it, I've been doing it for 27 years. And when I started... It's a lot of months. Yeah, it is a lot. And (laughs) and I have no idea how many, but it's way too many. Uh, But when I started, the the software was $30,000 and the Mm -hmm. computer was $30,000. Jeez. And I didn't pay for it myself, but Mm -hmm. I I, um, worked at a company and that's how much it cost. And you couldn't work at home. So you just stayed at your office, but now you can work at home and your day job could be something totally different Mm -hmm. because you just want to do that. Or like in your case, teach yourself how to do this stuff Mm -hmm. because now you have access to these tools that you wouldn't have been able to afford before. Nobody can afford stuff like that before. You know, it was really, you had to have a company. Right. So um, I think that's changed it for the good. I also think YouTube um, and places like that have been an amazing resource for people that that do this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's not except when you're trying to learn something and some twelve year old kid is teaching you and you're like Jesus what is my life come and, to and she or he is better <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> than anybody else that's ever done that yeah but I think that the the biggest thing that that has helped is the the fact that online communities where people can help each other and say. Hey, like, I know you're struggling with this. Let me describe it. Mm-hmm. And then that description doesn't work. So we'll do things like, hey, I'll record a, like a screenshot video for you and I'll post it up here and this will describe it better than I can say it in words. Right. And that kind of community really makes what I do um, more and more enjoyable. And there's always somebody awake at three in the morning. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah somewhere. In, somewhere. Somewhere in the world. But usually it's in the same time zone as you are right. if they're a visual effects artist, because unfortunately it's yeah. like late lots nights. of late nights. Yeah. 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 Like you said, it, it's it's caused so much more noise to be in that area, you know, like everybody's doing visual effects now and some of them people are still learning. So, but there's just so much of it out there. There's just so much. But, yeah. you know, the, like you said, the resources are there. I, you know, I, I make a living doing motion graphics and light visual effects and, and it's, I never went to college or anything. So, you know, I learned I'm an Internet learner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old Internet learner. Yeah. And I think learning by by actually doing it on your own and making mistakes it, the reason why that works so well is because that's how kids learn from, you know, mm-hmm. the time they start moving. It's like, I touch that, it's hot, I'm not going to touch that again, or I'm going to touch it again and, and maybe two or three more times mm-hmm. and then I'll learn it. But like, the not making mistakes by being told in, you know, a school environment, like, push this button, then push that button, that doesn't... That doesn't do yeah. anything yeah. except like get people that all have the same looking visual effect at the end of the class. Well, that's yep. why there's so much of that. Also, there's there's so much uh, I guess passable work. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, I mean that's it's right, but it's not really creative. I yeah. guess I wouldn't I wouldn't say oh I know that person's work. Yeah. So you can't really uh, have something. We're that... talking about visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's hard. Well, I to mean, be with any, but no, I mean, like with anything um, in the in, in terms of school and graphics and things like that, and it being an art, right? And we've talked about can mm-hmm. you teach somebody how to be artistic? Well, I can teach you which which buttons you're supposed to push on the keyboard and what you're supposed to drag, and mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. But I can't teach you how to make this look the best or how to make it look real. Right. Right. Well, like that, sometimes the, they don't understand how to make it look real. Yeah. Right. And they think it, it looks, looks real because they're amazed like, they good did enough. It. Right. Like, all right, yeah, I guess that looks like what you're trying to make it look like, but it doesn't look like the best version of that. Yeah. It's the old Dunning Dunning's Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. But you know, but that, I think a lot of that too is, and I'm guilty of this too, especially early on in my career. Is that especially if you're learning strictly from tutorials like I did, you you watch a tutorial and then you just do that tutorial versus taking the tutorial and whatever it is, could be lighting, it could be anything, and then putting your own spin on it, utilizing the techniques that you're learning and then applying them to something else. So you see a lot of that when somebody that's popular like uh, Nick Campbell or Andrew Kramer, somebody puts out the tutorial and then all of a sudden there's 50 of those exact things out there. And like I said, I'm just as guilty of it, especially early on. I think it's so much more interesting when you can watch those things. Because nowadays when I watch a tutorial, I just sit and watch it. I don't even do it. Like I used to just go along with it and do it. Now I just watch it and try to pick up techniques. Oh, I didn't think about doing that. I have to try that. And then, then it goes into the ironclad memory and then I pull it out. <laughs> I pull it out when I need it. Yeah. That iron's been sitting out in the rain. Yeah, it's rusty. For a while. It's rusty. Yeah. yeah. Holy My, holy iron. Mine's a little worse. Holy actually. iron Batman. Uh, I, I totally agree. And and I'm um you know, I've been guilty of it a long time ago when these tutorials first came out mm-hmm. because they were new, but I had already been doing it for a long time and I was just like oh, I don't know how to use this piece of software or that piece of software. But then I stopped doing it because it didn't teach me anything. Mm-hmm. It What teaches me and what I, when I taught, what I would tell the people um, was, your homework tonight is go and play with the software. I don't want you to do the exact same thing that I just showed you. I want you to take that technique and do something different. Or what's even better is take the software and make something totally different because whether you win or lose at what you were trying to accomplish, you're still going to win because you're going to figure out something, how it works yeah. or how it doesn't work mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. It's just going to make you better. It's it's just that whole child learning kind of a thing. So you mentioned that you you used to teach. So yeah. tell, us, tell us a little bit more about that. That's interesting. Uh, Isn't it? Is it? It's interesting. I no. don't think it is. I'd like to hear more about... You're just p- trying to play coy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so you, you, you teach, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I tell me more about that. I had no idea. As he's stroking his beard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I never thought I would teach. And specifically, I uh, had a pretty bad experience in college where the head of my department, I went for... Um, uh, TV and film, or mass communications as they called it. Um, and the the head of my department was really just had no creativity. Mm-hmm. And he decided that um, a story... A te- more of a technical guy? Yeah, I wouldn't even say no, that, no, no, no. unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was more like uh, he had a pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, um, he decided that a story about an agoraphobic that is suspecting his wife of being followed and potentially um, in trouble was too weird because the agoraphobic uh, didn't want to leave the house and was was like paranoid. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's part well, that, of the story. Yeah. So I thought to myself, like, like specifically, if I ever teach, and there's no way that that'll ever happen, but if I ever teach, I don't want to be like that guy. And um, then I found myself years later teaching at 
um, NYU on the weekends. I was teaching like Maya animation. Um, and then it kind of progressed a little bit more until um, I got um, flown to Chicago. Uh, I was all, I've always been like a Connecticut or Massachusetts person. So I was flown to Chicago and shown the school that was um, going to be opening in like, I think it was like six months at that mm-hmm. point. And all it was was a sign in an empty uh, on oh, an empty man. floor of a building. That's promising. And um, then they took me to a sushi place and offered me a job that night. <laughs> and I had, sprung for sushi. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh, and, fancy. That's and why I they couldn't afford a better sign, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, there was a lot of pedigree there in terms of the people that were starting it, but mm-hmm. you had to have an imagination that there was going to be something there. Yeah, yeah. And um, the contemplation of moving my wife and my three daughters from Connecticut to Chicago or to Illinois was kind of scary. And um, I went there in the morning talking to a friend of mine uh, on the phone saying, hey, I'm, I'm in Illinois. I'm, I'm like uh, taking a taxi right now to Chicago. And she was like, Chicago? Like, are you going to move there? And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to move there. <laughs> like, I'm just going for this interview because, you know, it might be something. And then that night I'm calling up my wife and I'm saying, so what do you think about moving to Chicago? And <laughs> And we literally made the decision that night to do it. And yeah. it was it was good. I spent five years there, and I really learned a lot. We started up this place called uh, Tribeca Flashpoint Academy, but it wasn't called that at the beginning. Um, actually, it's not even called that now. Now it's <laughs> college, Tribeca Flashpoint College. It's been uh, turned from a two-year to four-year, but at that point it was called Flashpoint Academy. It was film, television, games, and visual effects animation, and that was the area that I that I was in charge of and I wrote the curriculum and all of that nice. other stuff. So I kind of got thrown in like completely in the mm-hmm. deep end and figured out what my teaching style would be. And I'm still in touch with a lot of those students and and they've gone on to work on stuff uh, with me, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. To, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the stuff that they've done that has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. but I'm really like excited about the stuff that we've worked on together yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, for years sure. later. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I've heard telltale of this Uh-oh. crazy rumor that you may have written a book mm-hmm. about uh, Maya. Maya is a hugely used piece of software yep. people use for visual effects. Not so much motion graphics, though. Some pe- some companies use it for motion graphics, even though cinema is better, but with, we'll talk about that at a later date. Really um, so you wrote a book on it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know this. How did I not know this? You literally wrote the book on Maya. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's perfect. If you can't sleep, you can start <laughs> reading it ah. by page, I don't know, one, you'd be asleep. Uh, it's it was written in 2000 and that's uh, like a century ago in that world yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was um it was the first book that was released about maya and um i had two co-authors one who i've never met still to this day in person oh and wow. but I, I but i worked with them like so actually. did you guys like work on different chapters within it yeah. or oh, yeah okay. we worked on different chapters and um i did a lot of interviews of people at ilm that were like working on the prequel star wars prequels at that time mm-hmm. so i was talking to them about what equipment and software they're using and then i realized after what doing were that, they using they they were using uh maya of course but oh. they were also um using um pcs at, at their desk they had transitioned mm. to pcs at that point from sgis they uh they started early from yeah. getting, getting off the Mac bandwagon. Yeah. The rest yes, of us just took a, took a while. It just took like a decade. Yeah. In fact, they never actually went to the Mac. Yeah. Um, they bypassed it all. There's together. been small departments there that have. But yeah. I was I was really um, kind of worn out after a year of writing a book. And it was not what I thought it would be. I mean, I knew it would be a lot of work. But what it, what it wasn't was fun. 
profitable um, or uh, even remotely something that I was interested in doing again, ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice when you get like some royalty checks, but those like go away pretty quickly, especially yeah. with something like that. That's yeah, not like, yeah. you know, interesting. Um, but it, it has helped me um, a lot in the people that I've met through that. And I think that, that that is the benefit I get out of it more than anything. It's yeah. just like it gives, you know, a lot of people the opportunity to get in touch with me that never would have, you know, been able to or heard of me before. Like, you know, the internet was bigger and stuff. I mean, yeah, not, yeah. we had the internet in 2000. Let, don't let, uh, I don't want you to know about that. Yeah. Uh, and we also had the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fire. Not yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> not quite. We were working on it, yeah. but. But you know there were more bookstores around uh, at that point. I miss I'm sorry, bookstores. Book yeah, I sorry. I was. I was. Uh, I like to go in bookstores to, to see what I want to download on Audible. Jesus, <laughs> part of the problem. You yeah, know no, what I mean? I'm sorry, but it's just uh, Audible is so entertaining. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, this episode brought to you by Audible. No, no, it's not. It's not. It can be. It can be Audible. If you're I out mean, there, if you're out there listening, Audible. hello. Get it? I just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did get it, but I got it a little too late while I was drinking water. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I still mm. like books. I still like holding a book and read, and then spending the entire time that I'm reading that book trying not to crease the book. Yeah. Mm. So, do you think this goes to e- either of you? Oh, jeez. Uh, that what will, will there be a day where there will be a visual effects heavy movie that is emotional? Because I feel like if there's a movie like Avengers or Star Wars or like thing like that, there's emotion in it, but it's not really considered a drama, right? It's usually an action film or something yeah, like right. that. I'm always wondering if there's going to be some kind of crossover where there's just a lot of visual effects, but it's already really, it's but already it's char- character driven. What? Like what? Benjamin Button. Okay. That's a good example. Eternal Tr- Sunshine, Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Okay. But I'm th- I guess, I guess I'm thinking more like sci-fi Star Wars type Moon. stuff. Moon. Yeah. Good, Moon's a good, good example. One. Yeah. And Moon is one of my favorite films. Moon's, Moon's great. I can watch that over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. What yeah. an awesome point. <laughs> not. It wasn't a point. It was just a question. No, but I understand what you're yeah. saying because. The, well, they're not. The other they're stuff not the is norm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Cause I do enjoy Star Wars and I do enjoy Marvel movies, but I don't get that same experience that I get when I watch a We're drama. We're not invested in. You can't be invested in those films. But that's you what I'm saying. Watch I guess them, that, that goes to my point of movies. like, it's, you, you just know, go to watch all the clickies and you're like, boom, bridging the popcorn exploded. movie with like a yeah. uh, quote unquote legit, for lack of a better word, movie. I think you see that a lot in sci-fi and like Black Mirror does a really good job of making yeah. dramatic stories that are tech driven, yeah. for the lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. And effects driven. I yeah. mean, to, to achieve that tech that doesn't really exist usually in their stories. Because yeah. It seems that like a lot of times special effects will take you out of emotionally did, out of a movie I'm sorry did you just say special effects visual effects visual effects I, I, i'm out of here no well it's all right i'll edit it <laughs> blow no, this pop stand yeah visual effects take you out of the movie emotionally to, yeah to some degree well, when you, a lot when, of people when, when people overdo it yeah it's usually like how can i add more and more effects to this and how mm-hmm. can i top the last effect and yeah it's not what makes some, something like Black Mirror so good is that it's not overly done. Right. It's just enough. I mean, some of the stories, that, you know, was like, all right, okay. But for the most part, they did it really like the one um, with the with the cell phone and the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. one was like, I love that one. You're you're Bryce in you're Dallas in the char- You know, you're with that character. I was so yeah. invested in her character. Yeah, yeah. That I wasn't even really paying. I mean, yes, you know, there was technology that. 
kind of surpassed where we are at this point, not by much, but, but, you know, did surpass it, but I was still invested in the character. Cause I think that's what that, that was the whole point of that story was, you know, her need to be liked and accepted and wanted. And, you know, so that, that was kind of the, the, the whole the the visual effects were just kind of something that were that was there, which mm-hmm. when done properly, which is the whole point of it, is something that you don't notice. Right, just becomes part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that my first realization of interesting stories with like things that I know aren't real, but yet it doesn't matter is the twilight zone like when yeah. i when i was a kid i was just like the twilight zone is the coolest thing and mm-hmm. it got me interested in telling stories that are interesting mm-hmm. to this day that's the kind of thing that i like to watch in a short or even long form like the the movie that uh Words. you know the movie with the guy uh, and with the, the guy the and, the, and the uh, swapping brains and swapping brains um uh, yeah swapping brains um that just won the uh it's a recent movie yeah um that uh, I think there's listeners out there yelling at us like it's yeah, for Christ's sake there, it has to be because I'd be yelling at me. Um, God, what is it called? Uh, Who's in it? Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that oh, to me. No, oh, no. We're not moving on. Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener's in it. Oh, get out. Get out. Thank oh, you. okay. I don't know why. You often forget I about that. That is about brain swapping. Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't thinking brain swapping. Yeah. Which, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, that one is like a long form Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And then the f- effect of that was so um, palpable that people that wouldn't normally watch Twilight Zone were sucked into that world because they didn't expect it coming from a movie like that. Sort of like right. the sixth, sixth sense. I can never say that right. Uh, effect where you're just like, you're thinking it's one kind of movie and then it's another kind of movie. I yeah. really enjoy that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And there was just enough effects in that. And but just they, even, I mean, they were mostly practical, I would yeah. think. But even like Moon and Black Mirror, they're based in a reality. You know what I mean? But yeah. you're not going to have that type of emotional connection if somebody's living on an alien planet. Well, that's you know what like, I mean? Uh, Where there's like digital characters running around and all that I mean, sort of I'm stuff. Not, I'm not going to say that they didn't do a decent job with the characters. But to me, that's that was a, a good example of that is Ready Player One, mm. which was like just a, a visual orgy. Right. You know, there's just some so much to look at all the time in every scene that it was almost hard to give a crap about the characters. I kind of not mm-hmm. started to not care because I was like, what new effect is going to pop yeah. up? Or, you know, I mean, it's cool and everything, yeah. but uh, I don't That's, know. Just, that, I, I, guess, I guess that kind of went to my... You what? I fell asleep. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that's what kind of goes, goes to the point I was trying to make. A Ready Player One's perfect example of a movie that entrenched in the digital kind of landscape is so hard for that's you to... That's a better like, way of saying it than visual orgy, because that's what I came up yeah. with. Yeah, but I like that better. <laughs> visual orgies, yeah. An orgy for the eyes. Yeah. An, an ocular orgy. So just an orgy, because you can watch that too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, getting back to Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, do you not want to talk about orgies? Oh, oh I, I absolutely do. But um, there's a Twilight Zone that had an orgy. Let me finish my point, then we can talk about orgies. Um, Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out, uh, was really somebody that that wanted to tell that kind of story, mm-hmm. and now is going into doing the the. Um, I hate this word, but reboot of Twilight Zone. Mm. Um, And there was a commercial, which I thought was kind of interesting in that um, it was all the old black and white kind of imagery with like, you know, floating eyeballs and doorways and stuff. But I liked how it went from Serling's voice and then changed into Jordan Peele's voice because he's also going to be the host of it. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, that thing's been revived a million times, but I don't care 
because you'll take it. I'll take it because more stories like that. I don't care that it's called Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that case, it doesn't bother me. If it was some other property, it probably would bother me a lot. That's just marketing at that point. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get more people to watch. You're going to get that's that's how you pull in the older crowd because yeah. they don't know who Jordan Peele is. Right. You right. Know, your grandmother doesn't care who Jordan Peele is, but she watched the Twilight Zone, so maybe she'll watch it now. Right. Right. And I think Sneaky those bastards. kind of stories. It, it really the Twilight Zone and Star Trek from the 1960s were so good at at revealing in a quote secret or shielded kind of way things that were going on in society that they weren't allowed to say like if they actually talked about it uh they were censored from saying those things but if you you know put a green paint on somebody and call them an alien and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like it's totally different and you can say whatever you want to Mm -hmm. or you put like one of the classic star trek examples is the the twins um one has black and white face makeup the other one has white and black face makeup and they were going after each other and so you know if it was a black person and a white person going after each other in a present day in the 1960s story they wouldn't have allowed it on television Mm -hmm. but this was like oh yeah they're the black and white you know aliens or whatever they were called so i just i enjoy that part of it and that and i think i maybe like you guys i think in terms of film Mm-hmm. And it's influenced me, and it kind of made me want to do more than to do visual effects, to mm-hmm. tell more stories and and to be involved on that side of it. Because when you're given a visual effects assignment, you're you're a hired hand, and sometimes you can do some really cool things, and sometimes it's just like, yeah, I know that idea would be like really cool that you have, but can you just do it like this? Yeah, yeah. And, can you just follow my vision? Thank yeah. you. So, and I've I've certainly had. My fair share of that. Uh, if one story, if I can um, tell you, is I worked on a film and um, the director was uh, directing his first film and he described something that he wanted this like power beam to look like. Mm-hmm. And we had this long like conference call, 90 minutes long, and he was going on and on about how to describe this, this beam coming out of this guy's hand and, or uh, staff or something like that. And he said, it's like electric green asparagus piss. <laughs> and he goes, that's what it should gotcha, look like. Gotcha. Ah, uh, yes. That clears it up. And I was like, okay. So like, I in st- terms of color? In terms of everything. Because like, I get what that means direction. in terms of color. Color? But not... And motion and... Yeah, I don't get yeah. that in motion. And, and like, I, I don't understand how that can mean anything else but color. Yeah. I, he, he wanted it to be sort of like glowing he wanted it to, to be splashing on the shield that it was being directed at, and he wanted it to be green. Like, that's what it said to me. What and kind of green is it? Have you ever taken a, a, a vitamin, like like a B12 supplement, <laughs> and then taken a piss two hours later, you know, that kind of yellow green that you get? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's what for. I want. Uh, and if, B12. And if we did the movie in Smell-O-Vision, we would also have that part of it, too. The but, asparagus yeah. part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Which just, is, which is technology was only true there. for, yeah. like, half of the population just give me just give me a hex code so i can use the color <laughs> i mean for christ's sake asparagus green what the hell does that mean anyway yeah, that's a ff 17 cl <laughs> so i like that's that kind of stuff just i don't know it, it annoys me i'm glad he could give me what he wanted in words mm-hmm. and not just, well <laughs> you know yeah. not just some sketchy drawing you know they were like random words but yeah yeah, yeah. but put it all together 
when I did that, he was like, yeah, it's great. I love it. I mean, but I hated it. Mm -hmm. So years later, I actually redid that shot just to make myself happy. I was like so annoyed at how (laughs) it came out. Like this guy's version of it sucks. So I'm going to do the version I like. And then I had that on my reel for a long time, that version of it, not his version. Yeah. Um, I've been guilty of that too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm working on something and I get it to a place, I'm like, I really, really like this. This really looks good. Not that I'm ever really happy with anything I do, but, you know, I'm at a place where I'm just like, okay, this this is cool, whatever. Send it to them, and then they're like, oh, we need to change this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay. So that becomes my version for the real, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll make your changes. But have you done it years later? Like, just totally No, not years sure. later, no. That's what I That's yeah. what I did. And you're I, not, You've never harped on it for years and years yeah. and let it control music, your life? I've done that with music. Oh, really? Like, yes, yes. See, that's written a song and then coming back years later yeah. and futzing with it and changing things and yeah i've done that yeah that's cool i I'm, i think that's what i identify and the only thing i identify with um with george lucas because mm-hmm. i think you know he's been wildly successful and you know sometimes on the mark and a lot of times not but i, I identify with the attitude of an artist wanting to revisit their work and it wasn't what they wanted, and they wanted to make it the way they wanted. And, you know, he did with Star Wars. And, you know, some people agree and some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm uh, I'm happy he also had a sense of humor and was able to wear the, you know, the Han Shot First t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, agreed that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. But I, I find it really interesting that people, like, take on something as a fan and then say to the person that created it, you can't change that thing, or you yeah. can't like, yeah. evo- evolve it anymore. Right, right. This, yeah. this, this is not how this would go down. Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody, I'm, everybody has their own version of Star Wars mm-hmm. or a comic book character, and if it's not to their vision, then you messed it up. Yeah, right. We've talked just, about that before. Yeah. How it's it's ironic that people get so heated about creativity, which is subjective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a personal preference. So you can't yeah. say, well, this is how this should look to you. Right. But it looks different to somebody else and they imagine a character differently and you know, all that yep. fun stuff. Yeah. Kind it's... of kind of on the so so I'm gonna I'm gonna detour off of that okay, let's while do it's it. still relevant. Let's do it. The uh the the hoopla over Brie Larson. Oh my god, yeah. So ridiculous. I mean Are you up to date on the uh the Brie Larson hoopla? A little bit, but not fully. There was a bunch of people that were like you know, it's the internet, so the internet's going to be the internet, and they're going to internet all over the place. <laughs> Just interneted the crap out of that. Yeah, about how she should smile more. And smiling more for women is something that is, at least my, I'm not a woman, so clearly I don't know what that's like, Damn but it. it seems to me like that's just very, like, misogynistic way of... You're looking at me. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how, how, Ovaries, how I want to... explain it. I, I'm figuring out how, how... I know what I want to say, but I can't... Exp- it's like a well, sexist thing. because you've never been told to smile more. Right. And it's like saying that you're not pretty unless you smile. It's Well, it depends who it's coming from. You get that vibe from some people uh, who will actually say that. Oh, you, you know, you have such a pretty smile. You should smile more. Unless you're a dentist. I don't um, want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think for, for some people, it's actually just, especially guys, if it's a guy that has any interest in you. If you're not smiling, it's it almost like that it, that reflects badly on them because you're, they're not making you smile. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it is, and that's the oh, vibe like the that guy I've got. Isn't yeah, funny, like cool I've had yeah I've had guys like you know oh it's funny like you don't smile or whatever and it's like 
Do you just walk around smiling like some yeah. fucking psychopath every freaking <laughs> five seconds? Like, what are you, no, what that are you, would bitch? be you don't weird. Smile? Yeah. So it depends. I mean, I've I've gotten the whole like, oh, you should smile more and this and that. And it's from women, older women that mm-hmm. have said it. Uh, but when it comes from from guys, it's usually, especially guys that are your, your own age, it's usually an insecurity on their part. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, why aren't you absolutely enthused to be in my presence right now right i want to see it on your face (laughs) yeah it's an insecurity yeah yeah it's an insecurity so yeah so i guess the internet went through and took a bunch of stills of her from the film and made it turned it into a smile because there's like an app that does that or whatever so then she had like something where somebody took all these poses of the dudes and put smiles on them, which i thought was awesome they looked crazy (laughs) they looked ridiculous Yeah. yeah from what film did they take it Oh, all of the like, all of, all of like, like Iron Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and like Chris Evans, just like random. No, shots I mean of them. for Brie Larson. Oh, it's all from the uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, Captain Marvel, because that's what everyone was upset about. Captain Marvel, like she's not smiling or happy, or she, her performance seemed flat or whatever, you know. Because I was going to say, if they did it from Room, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> which is a failure to understand <laughs> yeah. the, the source material. Yeah. But yeah, it was just everybody up in arms about her not smiling enough. I had read that a lot about her performance seeming flat, and if that's your opinion, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You have a right to that opinion, but it's, if it's because she didn't smile enough, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because could, I don't know. I think she's a good actor. I'll wait. I'll wait to hold my judgment. Yeah, look, if it's right for... I'm excited for it, though, I will say that. I am, too. And if it's right for the character, then it's right for the character. She may have been directed to right. not smile as much. Or, or maybe whatever. she just made that choice, as a, and that's yeah. her right as a as an actor. Yeah. yeah. To, to make that choice to play the character that way. Yeah, and, and that's something, actually, uh, speaking of working with actors, that, that I really enjoyed. I would love to do more of, um, which is why... I decided that I was going to write another um, script, and it had been a long time since I had written one. So I wrote one, and then somebody in this room hmm. is... Where, um, where, who, what's happening? Not what's you. Happening? Yeah. What's happening? So, Sashia, it's hard to say when you're saying <laughs> so before you oh, yeah. say that. So, Sashia. Uh, um, but I can't talk anyway. Uh, is um, going to play the lead in a short that, that I'm doing, and it is Twilight Zone-like. Mm-hmm. So that's really something that i'm excited about because it really doesn't have any visual effects there might be one or two Mm -hmm. like cleanup kind of things but it's just a pure story instead of Mm -hmm. you know oh look at what kind of cool shit that i can you know make out of pixels yeah like save that for music videos where they belong (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) so that's that that's coming that's coming at some point in the future so hang yeah yeah i'm excited too but not in the fall like we thought no (laughs) why not because let's just do it let's do everything I just do everything in the fall. Everything tomorrow. (laughs) It'll be fun. And the script's not not. I'm not happy with it. You don't need a script. Yeah. Have you seen a movie? Fix the script and post. Don't mean anything. You can't fix bad acting and post. So. All right. So. uh, Tell us to George Lucas. (laughs) Yeah. He tried. Before (laughs) we before we wrap up, you're going to be at NAB. Yes. You know what? We're going to be at NAB. (gasps) That's amazing. As well. Is that a coincidence or was it planned? I think it's a coincidence. Yeah. So what are you going to be doing there? Uh, I'm going to be working at the Maxon booth, Mm -hmm. talking about uh, release 20 of uh, Cinema 4D and showing some stuff that I can do with it that um, is lots of cool looking pixels basically mm. you know like can the, you tease as to what your presentation is going to be no because i don't know oh. no, just, <laughs> i have no idea to all yeah. that are involved. I, i'm working on it now i'm, I'm actually playing with the software I, i've been trying to come up with stuff i have some things saved but like nothing that is um all that like interesting to 
talk about. You'd have mm-hmm. to see it anyway yeah. if I decide to do it. However, the software is amazing. I've used lots of software in the past, and I really enjoy the software because it, more than any other piece of software I've ever used to do animation, it does allow you to play. You can go, oh, what what would happen if I tried this and yeah. that? And then it doesn't it's, crash on you when yeah. you do that. It's definitely it's definitely a fun piece of software. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But do you feel that it is geared towards visual effects? No. No. <laughs> he said no. No, but it's it doesn't have to be to take advantage of it. Like that's right. Well that's I guess that's what I'm saying because I love using it. And if I'm doing a visual effects, I want to stay in that world. I want to stay yep. in cinema because I know it. I can work fast in it, whatever. How much does the software really matter when you're doing visual effects? You know, because if I'm using Octane or Redshift or some kind of render engine that's giving me a similar result, if I was going to use Maya or Max or whatever, does it really even matter? It do, I, and that's why I said, no, it doesn't matter. It isn't something that was created to do visual effects, but you can do amazing visual effects with it. In mm-hmm. fact, the software that was created to do visual effects, which is Maya, I, I no longer even use. I mean, mm-hmm. I use it when I have to, like for my day job, like to help the artists in the 3D department. And I stay up to date on it. But like given the choice, I'll use the fun software that I know that I can make changes, not the f- software that supposedly... Maya, better for it, but it's not better for it. So, do you like Maya? I guess I'm, I'm kind I of don't out, out anymore. The, no, I'm kind of. I uh, totally changed my mind about. We'll it. I'm unsure how you feel about it. Won't be getting sponsored by them no. either. On a desk, <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even dare. No, but I, I think it doesn't matter because it's whatever you like to use, right? That's going to be good. Now, as long as as long as it's one of the top pieces of software that do everything. It really doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, at all anymore. In fact, bigger companies are um, getting to that point where they're working with other companies and they're using totally different software packages and they're sending them stuff. And one company uses Maya, another one uses you know some other piece of software, and it all comes out fine. It all looks right. the same. Yeah. So a lot of it co- comes down to how well you can composite anyway. Yeah, and you know you can't see because this is you know audio only, but. I don't have a whole lot of hair and I can't afford to lose any more by pulling it out when I'm using Maya. And I I just, I honestly find myself like struggling with the complexity that's been pushed onto software like that. That's been out for 20 years. Um, when I just want to get it done and I want to try lots of different ways and be creative about it, like play with it. Not it's this whole like rendering, uh, uh, paradigm. You do. You make a change with something, and then you wait two or three minutes until the frame's done, and you go, "Oh, that's not what I wanted." So mm-hmm. you make another change, mm-hmm. and before you know it, it's three o'clock in the morning, yep. and you're still <laughs> and you're not to the point where you like it. Yeah. yeah. And so the the faster, the better, and it just leads to more iterations, which gets you to the best looking version of that faster. Right. The faster, yeah. You want to be able to art direct it. You don't want to have to be a technician, right? You know, and you have to be when you're doing visual effects and, and all that. But you want to also be an. But artist. when you're a one man band, yeah. you know, like me, if I'm doing if I'm doing some visual effects and it's 3D orientated or oriented. Oriented? Yeah, I think it's oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to have to get, get into that, you know, all right, let's try this click render. Wait, wait, wait. You know, I want to, yeah. I want to like, I want to get, I want to get moving. Right. And the technology is getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Almost real time. Nothing will ever be fast enough for you. I'm pushing in the direction of doing real time rendering. Mm-hmm. I'm doing research into it now. That's part of my role there. And, you know, there's very few instances I've found so far where real time rendering doesn't make sense to us. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get better and better. Yeah. And that is going to probably make it easier to just do good looking stuff because 
the producers will be able to say, hey, can you change that? And then they can sit there and watch, and watch it be it. changed mm-hmm. instead yep. of, I'm going to come back in an hour when it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Or more. Or, yeah, yeah tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about NAB and we veered off to visual effects oh, again. Oh, sorry. God. <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's, that's how we roll. That's how we that roll. How we that's roll. how ADD people like me roll. Yeah. I just I just sit and listen like so, a ping pong. So we're going to NAB. <laughs> You're going to NAB. What? Yes. Ping pong? I said, when you guys talk about stuff like that, I'm like a ping pong. Like, oh, yeah. Watching your okay. geek. Uh, What's happening? Yeah. What's happening? Okay, yeah. Real time. Oh, no, no. Okay, okay yeah. That Maya, what yes, happened? I get it. I know I a couple it. of those right. words. I got right. that joke. Funny, yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like when you, you barely understand another language and you're like, I think that was a joke. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you either complimented me or, or said something really mean. Yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> I think it was a compliment. I'll take it as a compliment. It works. That's fine. So if you're going to, if you out there, you listeners are going to NAB, mm-hmm. look for us. Yeah. NAB New York. Yeah. NAB New York. Yeah, yes, New York. sorry. Thank you. Because somebody I, ain't getting I, on a plane. I ain't flying. <laughs> Although Vegas, that is one of my goals. That's very, is it now? So what are you guys going to be doing there? We're going to be running around bothering all the vendors and interviewing them about their products and, and all this sort of stuff. And we're going to release that probably on our YouTube channel, like all the interviews that we've done with, hopefully talk to Black Magic and Avid. I'll be doing a lot of ping pong in there too. Yeah, absolutely. You should do that. I can, you know, a bunch of bunch of vendors. So we got the the okay to do that. So we're going to be there running around. Me, so she and Rocky will be filming. Cool interviews. Yep. And is that day also special for any other reason? Nope. No. No other reason at all. Nothing. No. Nope. Okay. No. What? No. It's a couple days before. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought it was your anniversary. Oh, the anniversary. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That's but- the sixteenth. <laughs> right, October sixteenth. That we celebrate it. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Okay, Joe. thank you. That's fine. Um, and then, so we also uh, just found out that we, uh, our last short, The Gaffer, made it into the Mystic Mystic Film Festival, Film Festival, which is in Connecticut. For those of you who don't know where Mystic is, yeah, Mystic and that Connecticut is October eighteenth through the twenty first. So we'll be in Mystic, Connecticut at that film festival. Yes, and so our film, The Gaffer, will be playing, I believe, the twenty first, which is the Sunday. Sunday. And the 11.45 to one thirty block, or I may have just made those mm-hmm. times up. So this, <laughs> this is actually online. this is actually the debut of the gaffer. Yeah. The, yeah, the, this is actually the first film fest that, that, we're into. that, that got back to us and was like, oh, fine. fine. I don't play your stupid <laughs> movie. Play your stupid movie. Just stop calling better. us. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had called me today because uh, the, the acceptance email went into my spam. Yeah, so you got to keep checking that out because yeah. we've submitted to quite a few places yeah. that may be in there. Yeah, there's nothing else in there now, but um, that, was a, close that was a fun call. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, like hey, God. slacker, uh, yeah. are you ever going to get back to us? Hey, or? morons. <laughs> are you too good for us? Yeah. <laughs> we accepted your stupid movie. Now answer my email. So, yeah, if you're in the in the area. Check it out. Check it out. There's Mystic also Mystic other Knight. fun things to do in Mystic. Mystic's cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been there before. And there's good food there too. There's good yeah. food, and there's ice cream. Mystic Pizza. You can go to Mystic Pizza. Go to Mystic Pizza. Is it still? Is it good? I haven't been in years. It's very, um, you know, like when you go to. Hold on, you, hold on. Are they a sponsor of ours? No. Okay, no. you're good. <laughs> when, when you get uh, Greek pizza. Yeah. How it's like more. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> trash in the place. Um, how it's more like a pan pizza. Yeah. That crust. That's how theirs is. It's like in the. Like a Chicago like, thing? Like a, no, Chicago's just super deep, and yeah. they put everything in the wrong order. Yeah, the I don't sauce care what on top of the you cheese. You say Chicago. That's just weird. <laughs> like, but Shots um, fired. But it's, That's why I left Illinois. Yeah. yeah, it was for no other reason than the fact that the cheese was in the wrong place. <laughs> um, I like I like deep dish pizza, but it's to me, it's not pizza. It's like 
pizza flavored casserole. Mm. Like when I think, oh, Such I want to sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, I want to <laughs> grab a slice of pizza. I don't think of it like a deep dish. You right. cannot eat that walking down the street sure. or in your car. Right. You know, well, you have to like yeah. sit down, fold and, it in half with a wax. Yeah, you got to get a shower curtain and like you yeah. know, get ready to go in there. It's not that it isn't good. It's just not pizza. So if it's not foldable, if it's not foldable, get it out of here. It's a it's a pie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're eating a pizza it's a pie, pizza pie, but you're not eating a slice of pizza. Hence yeah. the pizza pie um, moniker. Yeah, yeah, big word moniker. <laughs> wow, we should have like a we should have a jar for whenever one of us uses a big big word. I'll be a really empty jar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a sad jar. Yeah, anti disestablishmentarianism. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, so uh, we also want to give shout outs to our usual our usual peeps. Uh, we we would normally give a shout out to Perry, but he's sitting here. Yeah, Perry's here. So, so we shout, out to, shout Perry out to this guy who's sitting there. here. <laughs> uh, to Reality Bomb Comic Cast, to Steady Geekin, Countdown, to when those and guys actually, will be on the um, show. And actually, Mega Brain Comics just got voted best comic book store in, in the Hudson, Hudson Valley. Valley. Yeah. So congrats, so congrats to them for to sure. Them. Where is that? That's I want awesome. to go there. It's in Rhinebeck, it's New in York. It's in Rhinebeck. It's really cool. It's so a really awesome here? place. Yeah. From here, it's like 40 minutes. Yeah. It's a little longer than 40 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't bit. matter because time is relative and it's a great place to be. Yeah. And that's almost what he okay. said. I, I, I mean, I love driving. So, yeah. yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I do. Harry drives like 90% yeah. of his existence is driving. Yeah. But yeah. I listen to really cool podcasts. We'll make on a track up there. Ah. Or yeah, film like, casts. Like Grayscale Gorilla and all those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ones. yeah. <laughs> if you're going to listen to one podcast, make it Grayscale Gorilla. But the second one should be us. Yeah, but what do I do now when this one gets released on Monday and I have nothing oh, to listen to? You can listen to yourself and just be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't he edit you know that that's out? What I've, already, I've already done that in my mind. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's why I said that. Because I know I'm going to get a text at like 8-ish a.m. on Monday and, you, and it, you're going to be dictating through your phone. I can't believe I, God, I, I just that. I can't. Why did yeah. I say that? That's just you know. I'm so sorry, you guys. Do we have to send it to you for approval? <laughs> <laughs> Can you add a visual effect? Yeah. To this audio an audio, podcast. an audio special effect. Yeah. A oh, special yeah. effect. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having me here. No, no, thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for teaching us the difference between I can't wait until this is over so I can have some cake. We oh. went to the Cheesecake Factory. Earlier. Yeah, I got some cake that's like And Perry refrained because he's a strong man. And I got a slice of carrot cake that is 1,700 calories. Yeah. And I don't even... That, those are piece. words that should never... I don't care how... That's no. <laughs> that's just no. It's just no. It's not that big of a piece that should be 1,700 calories. That's yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. And I'm going to think that as I stick that in my yeah. face. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> you have any peanut butter around? Yeah. I do. I have three jars of peanut butter. Not Crunchy anymore. And creamy. <laughs> <laughs> all organic. Lee Lee's would be like, damn it, Paris, all the peanut butter. Just note, like. He's just going to be driving like notes. this, yeah. turning his wheel. Rhythmically. <laughs> Rhythmically yeah. as he drives with peanut butter all over his hands. It's going to be IOUs and. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. You go to make Post-its. a sandwich, and there's just going to be a picture of Perry, like thumbs yeah. up with peanut butter all over his face, yeah. <laughs> fiending. Yeah. Oh well, uh, you'll jump back on the peanut butter train. You know it. Yeah. Like that's defeatist. I was telling him on when we were well because we all went to lunch, and so Perry was following behind us, and I said, "I'm the worst friend." When you when I said, "So do you want to? Do you want to order a slice of cake to go?" And you're like, "No." Um, I said, "You're going to get a peanut butter slice of cheesecake." And you're like, "I'm off the peanut butter." And as a good friend, I should have said. 
Good for you, man. That's great. I totally support that. Did Instead, you say that? I said, You're not going to get a piece of cake? Come on. <laughs> We're all going to have cake. You should have cake too. And yeah. then your solution was, How about if I cut what half of it? What if I cut it? half of it and you can only eat half of it? And I don't let you eat the other half. And you said, Then my head Like will a drug explode. dealer. <laughs> I get this like response. Like, uh, I'll you mail know. you the other half. I'll freeze it and mail it to you in a couple of days. You can have the other half then. That's a friend. Wow, this has been fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what the, anybody who listens to this show know that we go off on tangents that have yep. absolutely nothing to do with film. Yes, but peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Somebody has to make a film about peanut butter. It's got to be. There me. probably is a some kind of yeah. like B film. Like, All about peanut butter. Or X film. Or P film. Yeah. P film. <laughs> That's a whole other kind of film. <laughs> a B film as in butter. Peanut butter. butter. All right. Okay, yeah, we should stop. Okay. We should stop talking. We're so tired right now. All right, well, um, so we shout out to everybody. Check us out on the social okay. medias, which if you're listening to this, you probably know them all. At Go Gorilla all. Film on everything. Shoot us an email if you want to talk to us or say hi or tell us what to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or, not to talk, or about, not to hey, talk about. Hey, can you stop talking about peanut butter? Um, we'll think about it. Definitely send us an email. We've gotten some emails from people, which is nice, and we'd love to hear those. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, Perry, over and out. Over and out, Perry. Bye. 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 We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. So we came up with this one.